Oh, I lost my notes. Oh, there it is. What up, Internet? <laughs> Whatever. We're going to run with it. So what's going on, Internet? It's your boy, Freezy, a.k.a. the Clown Prince of Bay Area. And we're back with another episode of Fresh Out the Bay, a.k.a. the Fobcast Podcast. And as, as usual, alongside me is my co-host, Ari Promono, that I actually put in the right spot this time. And joining us tonight is our special guest of the evening. Please give a warm welcome to Lola Mantha. Hey, what's up, you guys? Super excited to be here. Yeah, Excited to have you. Oh, God, wait. I got a soundboard and I didn't know how to like stop the sound from like. <laughs> I had like, a, like, a, like an applause sound going and I forgot to like. <laughs> now we gotta get the, the, the horn. Yeah. Oh, DJ wait. I have horn. that too. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> like you can't hear it in the call, but the, the call can you hear it <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. Oh, you did? <laughs> I'm jelly. I'm missing out on the experience. Hell yeah. It was like night, night at the Oscars, honestly. And a night at the Oscars. <laughs> but anyway, so a brief intro for those of you who aren't familiar with Lola. So Lola is a female punk slash emo hip hop artist hailing from Yonkers, New York, who also runs her own media production company, Lucky Ones. Following the recent release of her EP a few months ago, she's dropping some more new music tonight, right after the release Ooh. of this episode. So with that being said, welcome to the show, Lola. How are you feeling so far? Feeling very good. Yeah? Super excited. You know, like, Always the, a good time. Yeah. So you know, like, the first time that um, I watched, not watched, your, <laughs> the first time that I listened to your music, I kind of got, like, a Juice World vibe mixed with, like, a little bit of, like, Haley Williams. Like, how do you kind of describe your music to, like, your friends that haven't listened to you yet? <laughs> I get that a lot, and since I've been getting that a lot, that's how I that's how I start off. I'm like, it kind of been compared to Juice World and Lil Uzi and Paramore <laughs> all at the same time. Like yeah. they had a baby, but before <laughs> that, I would I would say like just emo pop punk hip hop mm, is the true. closest or pop punk. Yeah. So like, what, who are some of your favorite artists that you kind of like take inspiration from, or like maybe just like listen to in your free time? Um, I grew up on or looking up to Eminem. I listened to a lot of Eminem. I listened to a lot of Michael Jackson. He inspired oh, me not true. only like through music, but through in dance and in filmmaking. Like his music videos were always very cinematic mm. and like could even go to a feature. Yeah. Film yeah, territory. Sure. Yeah. So I was heavily inspired by that. Um D Antword. D Antword too. Mm, not familiar i'm not gonna lie <laughs> they're south african rap rave group so they're super weird <laughs> that sounds groovy <laughs> super, as hell super good. <laughs> speaking of music videos or shooting music videos um so for those of you who were um in here for the intro uh, that was a music video that um, lola and i actually accidentally shot when she was visiting yes. san francisco um, we weren't really planning on it. We were kind of like more so shooting a vlog. And then suddenly we were like, yo, we should like make this into a music video. And then we did. Um, but so, yeah. Um, yeah so happy she's, accidents. Happy accidents indeed. And she came all the way from New York to California with her car, with her, not producer, with her manager. So yeah. what was kind of like the story behind that before we get to like the meat and potatoes of the conversation? Like what was it like driving all the way from New York to California? Oh my gosh. So it was really nerve wracking at first. I've never done anything like that. I've never been on a road trip, especially like that mm. far like, across across the country. Yeah. And um, it surprisingly went very smoothly, despite being in the middle of a pandemic. True. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel was... like some people are like, she's traveling during a pandemic. How could she? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And I'm sure that was like everyone's reaction. I'm like, what are you doing really traveling? But I was not like dumb about it either right, like obviously right. i was taking the proper precautions and um being respectful and of the law and of others and their 
Right. Their space. Wear your masks, everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I know um, we have like worldwide viewers on here as well. I'm not sure what the situation is in your country, but please wear your mask if it's still happening in your country. But yeah, but some I learned on the road trip. I learned that a lot of the states are not really not into that. Like, yeah. like which ones? Um, <clears throat> South Dakota ra- masks were oh. recommended in uh... in like shopping centers, like Walmart. Just mask recommended so i, I kind of got like you should wear them but you don't have to oh <laughs> you don't <laughs> you went, you went so to south dakota yes i went to south dakota Ooh, I've never... on the way back um uh, what was that like <laughs> it was strange I, like i said um just a lot of it's uh, the different parts of the country could totally be like different countries that's how different mm. some of them felt yeah so and from New York to then South. So we went from New York to Tennessee to Colorado, spent a month in Cali, and then we went to Oregon, Washington. Mm. Utah. <laughs> Utah. A lot of places you went to. <laughs> Utah, South Dakota, Nebraska. Which one was your favorite? I love Cali. Yeah, I'm that's not, fucking like, right. No you cap, did. No cap, <laughs> like, not even gas and anything. Like Cali was awesome. Yeah. I love Cali. Yeah. Are you? Love... Well, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say I just love being within walking distance of a beach. Oh, that's true. I'm back when there's not a pandemic. It's much better. Yeah. Right. That's also very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. There's a, a lot more things to do when like shit's like not going to shit in the world, but it's okay though. Um, I'm sure. I was I was content with like just the like the nature and like myself. Yeah. So what was it like? Um, I guess like on the other side of things, like what was it like growing up in New York City, especially? Like, uh, like, uh, oh, sorry, not sorry, not New York <laughs> City. Sorry, I have a very bad habit of saying that. What was it like just growing up? Let's in start New a York? debate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know if like there's any New Yorkers in here. I'm sorry. Just from Yonkers, not from the city. I'm sorry. But um, like, what was it like growing up in New York in general? Because I feel like um, for I'm not sure how many like you know Asian creatives are in the chat right now. But um, I feel like when I grew up in a more, I guess, what would you call, like, rural part? Bumfuck of... nowhere? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to call South Carolina bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> okay, bumfuck somewhere. Bump... <laughs> I like that. Bumfuck somewhere, yeah. So yeah. growing up in the middle of like bumfuck somewhere... <laughs> Um, it was weird, right? Because like, um, the there was all there was like barely any Asians, and for any Asians that were there, they weren't exactly going after a creative route, right? Because that's like not a very like creative part of the country in general. So it was it was hard to find inspiration. There was like not really like a creative community there, and like I had a few friends, but they were like really like just very far and in between. So what was it like growing up in New York as a creative? Ooh, very interesting to say mm. the very least. Um. Yeah. So the thing about Yonkers and then like New York City, it's it's debatable because we we feel like we're part of the boroughs, but we're not considered technically by like borders. Uh-huh. But we like like a hidden borough. Yonkers is definitely like it has the same the same vibe. We're right above the Bronx. If um you guys aren't familiar with Yonkers, and yeah. growing up as a creative, just a cre- just being a creative specifically, um, I feel like there's a lot going on all the time. And there's a lot to take from. Okay. Sure. Um, and I feel like my sound derives a lot from my environment. Mm. Like it was inevitable for me to like take the my hip hop roots basically. Yeah. From like what was what we were experiencing. 
And there's a lot of um, so resources out here for us. Yeah. Um, we don't have music venues or like anything big. Like Brooklyn is where it's at for music in New York for sure. Ah, uh, interesting. I've never really looked around yeah. like New York like that. I've always I've always like like gone as a tourist, so I don't know what the creative space is like. But I, I but it's I can imagine it being the underground. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine mm-hmm. it being like a lot more supportive though. But have you like did ever did anyone ever like look at you weird because you were an Asian hip hop artist? Because I feel like it's really like you don't really find a lot of those in the mainstream nowadays, right? So I'm not sure like how yeah. like what was that like trying to come up in the scene like that. So. The first one of the, my first shows ever, like I could tell that like no one was gonna take me seriously. Like just being uh... there and then, like kind of comparing myself to. Like, first of all, most of my shows, all of the shows that I've ever done that weren't curated by me, I was the only female performer. Wow! All really? of them. Yeah, huh. and like the only the only time there was was another female on stage was because I put her there. Like, with intentionally because like it's it sucks to be the only female like it's cool like i stand out whatever but at the same time it's like i wish i saw more females especially asian females doing this it's not like encouraged in any of our culture in any yeah. way right right but i would love to see more asian women just pursuing it and being a badass if they want to mm-hmm. kind of thing we don't have to be docile and quiet we can like be on a stage and like start screaming and shit <laughs> like this yeah. like with our feelings so <laughs> talk about I, our feelings real quick so I'm, I'm assuming that's kind of like what you're kind of aiming to do with like your art you want to kind of like break the mold like i know i'm asian and i'm female but i really don't want you to think that i'm like some shy and quiet kind of person i can be on a stage and like kind of hang around with everybody yeah 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 exactly and mm. and I look for the other female artists on the bill every time I do a show. I'm like, oh. where, where is she? Where, where is she at? Because it's all it's really rare mm. for some reason. At least in the shows that I've been, yeah, it's like usually like the hip hop, emo, rock, punk. They call them ragers too sometimes. Ragers. <laughs> yeah, in, in Brooklyn, like yeah. A oh, real quick in our chat, um, Inda in our chat says, "Off topic, but I love your tattoos." <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, quick, quick question. Um, for women who do go into the music industry what is there, is there a pattern for the type of genre that they gravitate towards whether it's kind of like r&b like hip-hop uh punk rock uh is there any pattern or is it pretty random for females like choosing a path in terms of like what's what sound they're going for yeah, yeah. um i would say pop pop mm, okay like to my understanding it would it would be usually pop because it's which is there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like punk and hip-hop and metal like um hard hardcore kind of genres yeah. it's less likely to come across a female doing that genre how many like how often do you come across like asian musicians or like just asian artists in general whenever you're coming really not even in new york i can't even say like no. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. shit! That's especially in the genre, especially in the genre. Yeah. Like I've worked with a lot of people in North America. Like on my trip, I worked with um, a Korean producer in Hollywood. Oh shit! That That's was the awesome. Only time. That was the only time. And like I've done shows in Vancouver and then New York, and like I've traveled North America and haven't really. And I made two EPs uh-huh. on that road trip. Oh shit! And I ha- it's it wasn't very likely. Wow. Like not even so for live performances, you don't ever like find like Asian musicians or Asian artists along with you. The only time would be if it was specifically catered for Asian 
Wow, that's fucking interesting. Yeah, the only time I did a show at uh, Columbia University in New uh -huh. York, and that was the most I've ever seen. It was because it was an Asian club that was putting on the show. Wow, idiot rising sponsorship one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's fucked. Well, like, okay, I can't say it's yeah. fucked up, but it's kind of weird though, because because mm -hmm. you would think that like I don't know. I feel like Asians very like. I, there's like this stereotype with Asians where, um, what's it called? Like your your mom would like force you to like learn how to play piano or something. That kind of happened with me. Well, okay, my mom didn't force me to play piano, but she was like, <laughs> "Hey, you should take piano lessons." And I'm actually very grateful for that. But I feel, and then you have like the whole like swagapino thing where like every right uh, right every other <laughs> Filipino person knows how to play the ukulele. <laughs> You're Filipino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like ev everyone knows. Was it lemonade? Right. But it yes. but it seems like it seems like aside aside from just like doing it as like a like a hobbyist, I guess like not everyone always harnesses it into like an actual career. I guess like it's like yeah. one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, this is like what I can do to impress like bitches or like to <laughs> <laughs> perform for a talent show or something. But like you know, or just like I'm cool at parties. I'm just yeah, I'm cool, <laughs> I'm cool at yeah. parties. I'm, like there with the validation. <laughs> yeah. Did, um, was it was it hard for you to break out? And like, when did you know that you could actually just turn it more from a hobby to an actual career? It was around a year and a half ago that I started pursuing it professionally and being a recording artist because I made thousands of songs like just by myself or with friends like acoustic but then yeah. as a recording artist um I don't know what triggered it but I think it was when I was in college at the time and I was hating it and I was like I'd rather be doing this and I'm like if I spend this much time thinking about doing this and like would rather be doing it I was like, I'm, I should just do it. It does. It would make. It made the most sense at the time. Yeah. No, that's so true. I was like, I'm just fucking. What was your uh, What was your first big break? Um, the biggest thing for me was doing a show in Canada that like really made it real, real for me. Because wow. I was doing shows in New York, and I was like, okay, this is cool, whatever. But I, it, didn't, <laughs> it didn't feel like it didn't feel like anything crazy. I was yeah. shook. Don't get me wrong. Like each show, I was nervous and like, yeah, oh, this is gonna be crazy, but doing it um in another country and like on the other side it was that that made it like real for me that's crazy how do how did you i don't know how to ask how did you get that gig in the first place that's awesome i've never <laughs> even been to canada <laughs> um, i know dude i never been to canada before that either yeah and i i like, just went by myself it was like fuck it i gotta show by your so I, it was through instagram i was following or like i have you know when you have those mutual following friendship yeah, bond yeah, yeah. that kind of thing we never spoke but i noticed that he made music and i invited him to one of the shows that i was putting on in brooklyn mm. and he never got back to me about that and i was like, and so after the show i was like dude if you had a show i would pull up i like <laughs> okay. kind of on some like like low-key petty but not really like fake petty. <laughs> like if you oh, had a show oh, i'll pull oh. to your show oh you're you're, yeah. you're you're saying like oh you didn't come to my shit but i but if you had something i would definitely pull up asshole yeah and so <laughs> yeah and the timing of it was he was like actually i am having a show and um i have a couch you can crash on some shit like that and i was like word say less like tell me when and i'll book your ticket and he was like word i'll put you on the bill as soon as you get your ticket and i sent oh, a screenshot and he was shit. like what and so i'm like i'm coming i was living in maine at the time so it, oh, okay. it was hard to get over there it was i was in new york it would have been a straight shot but i had to go like here, here, here. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> yeah. Damn, but instagram crazy. social media damn 
that is crazy yeah so where like where are you kind of trying to go with like your sound like are you still kind of staying within your genre or are you trying to like kind of branch out not gonna lie to you when i was in tennessee i did a country song with some country artists that is wild there. yeah it's wild right it's <laughs> how crazy. did you go from like emo hip-hop to country <laughs> tell us that story i people tell me that i have it in my voice like the sound of country is in there but i'm open to like all genres as long as i'm feeling it at the time and it's like coming from the right place mm. i'm open to to whatever but i am definitely like gonna stay true to it. i don't think i'd go full send like right, country right, right. but there like <laughs> there will be the influence yeah don't cancel me then I- <laughs> are you are you gonna do like a like a pull a childish gambino where you like maybe you don't full send it but you like release an album where it's like completely not hip-hop because like that's what he did with with um fuck what was it called Ma- fuck i forgot the blue album fuck i forgot what it was called uh I know what you're you know what it's about, about right the I one where so, i had yeah. stay woke that one yes okay <laughs> yeah right Nope, that's all I have to say. Say less. Yeah. Are you like gonna do something like that, or are you just kind of like experimenting with what you want to do? I'm not even sure. Honestly, like it comes out and then it just happens to fall where it falls. I never, I haven't really intentionally like, yo, I'm gonna make a super punk emo yeah song. I just like if it that like, comes up if I work with someone and then like we pull up the beat or like they make a beat. Like when I was in Hollywood, he made the beat on the spot. So he oh, just, whatever shit. came out of the computer is what I wrote to. Interesting. That's so sick. Real quick in the yeah. chat again, Indessa uh, is asking, sorry if you mentioned this earlier on, I just missed it because I came in late, but how did your parents react to you pursuing the current career track that you're on? I feel like this is going to be really relatable. Oh, no, they were, <laughs> <my> <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, they were, not like what you would think the the typical reaction of like um you should finish school and like they thought i was going to be like a drug dealer or like a drug addict and mm. like homeless and like they like, like that's the path they envision for like anyone pursuing something like that uh. and they're not like it's obviously that's a possibility but that's a possibility for anyone like right, there's right. things in life that can happen that can lead you to that point but it's just a matter of making the right moves Mm-hmm. but they were super like not supportive they uh, were like nah you don't like don't and i'm like but i am <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, there's, there was no way around it because like i said if i was thinking about it doing something like this I and mean, that's all i think about and it, like, I, i'm upset if i if i'm not doing it just it's yeah. just something that i have to do so like how did you or hold on let me like think of a better way to ask this question but like well, first of all, when you went, when you like started going to college first, like, did they kind of like try to impose like a certain career on you? Since you, because like obviously you want, to, no, you wanted no. to chase after music, but like, how did that go? You already know Filipino parents; they want us to be nurses, nurses. Be doctors. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So it was definitely that, and I was like, no, like, I don't think so, because like I don't even like going to the doctor. <laughs> so, like, why would I want to be there? All the yeah. Time? <laughs> And I, and I feel like I would, it would, I would suck at it. So that would be, like, bad for society, too, if I, like, pursued a career that I would be bad at, I would hate, but did yeah. it for the money because my parents told me to. Like, society would be fogged. Like, there would be, like, dead people everywhere because, like, mm. I was a shitty doctor. Yeah. <laughs> You're just killing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Is it, do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's funny It's funny that we, we say that, and I just saw my mom pop up in the chat. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, <Ma. laughs> 
No, but so when you eventually um, like transitioned into just like wanted to like make music, like how did that kind of how did the conversation go about with your parents? I'm assuming you had some sort of conversation, or was it just kind of like a hey, I'm done with I, this? <laughs> <laughs> I've always made music, so like music has always been around. Like I've been making it since I was eight, so I got my first guitar at eight. So it wasn't wow. like out of nowhere. Like oh, look, she's making music now. What's what's going on? Right. But right. um, I actually dropped out three times three because times? of like the pre- yeah i dropped out three times so the first time i was like no nah, i'm not feeling this and then they were like nah you you got it and i was like all right so i went back <laughs> that was easy <laughs> yeah and i was like oh, okay and then i was there and i was like no nah, i'm not i'm not feeling this and i i can't i came back out and i was working and they were like no you gotta go back this and that and i was like okay so then I went back, <laughs> and i was like dude no this is the last time like i really know mm. like what so, and i was thinking the same thing every single time but it was yeah. just like that that like feeling of obligation or responsibility to please right and like to do what is expected yeah. of you right 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 so I was, I was in there and i was out and uh they're they were, they were obviously disappointed and like they still to this day they still bring it up like yo you know i wanted you to finish college and i'm like yeah <laughs> but like that's not the only means to success yeah for sure like like college is not a guaranteed path to success because there's still like so much shit you got to do during after like to get you to wherever you want to be besides mm-hmm. like the degree there's a lot of personal stuff you gotta do but so what's like their yeah. stance on it now if you don't mind us asking like what's kind of like their no, stance on it now um acceptance for sure All right. um, they, they wish me yeah i mean they wish they wish me luck they like i said they still bring up the you know i wanted you i wanted you to do this i wanted you to do that and i'm yeah. like i don't know what to tell you because <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this for the next generation. You know? <laughs> I'm breaking walls like, to make a change, mom. I promise. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll see. They'll see. Sorry. Matthew in the chat asks, um, as an Asian creative in the USA, do you ever feel obligated to represent your culture in some way in your work? That's a very great question. Thank you, Matthew. Go ahead. That is a very good question. I w- my first initial answer is no. <laughs> but then at the same time... <laughs> Whoa, all right. Throwing the punches. But go ahead. But no, that's like my honest, like my most honest answer. But at the same time, I do want to, I have this strong urge always to give back to my community, to like where I grew up and um, to my city. Right. And want to in involve them in some way i have this like thing where i want to bring everyone with me which i know i can't like i'm telling myself like i can't do that but like, <laughs> if i could give back and have the means to give back or provide some kind of either guidance or support or whatever it may be i would, I would love to give back to that and also yeah. give people an insight on what it was what it's like here mm-hmm. and like traveling doing that road trip i learned that people love it when you say you're from new york like really oh, oh yeah because so. everyone's like oh well, no way <laughs> yeah but, and they think about like times square they think about the rooftop bar parties with models and photographers and like right. but that's just like one percent of it like that mm. that, that glamorous ideal of new york is not that like is not it but there's so much more and i would love to just broaden the Horizon. perspective on what people think of new york talk about those bodega blts <laughs> and that yeah and the bodegas that's huge fucking the bodegas, bodegas definitely is a huge part of our, cult- our culture too fucking bodegas every, every time okay when lola was here every time we would like like pull up to a to a corner store she'd be like yo see 
bodega. I'm like, it's just, <laughs> right. it's just a corner store. <laughs> bodega. Bodega. <laughs> uh, Inda again said, I used to want to be a doctor, but then I realized that I'm bad at science. And so I was like, I definitely should pursue other things in life. LOL, uh, like the heart was there, but not the brains, apparently. Well, I feel, and yeah, I can totally <laughs> attest to that as well. There was one point in my life where I was like, yo, I kind of want to be like a psychologist or like a psychiatrist or something because I, I love taking Me psychology too. class. Right? Because I, I love like kind of like not, okay, I'm not digging into people. I was about to say that though. The learning. <laughs> he likes uh, mind games. Uh, he no, likes I, mind games. I don't want to say that either. <laughs> <laughs> These are really bad. Hey, <laughs> why are you throwing me under the bus out of all people? Are <laughs> uh, that's what we do on this podcast. That is that is the roast freezy podcast. Is the roast freezy podcast hosted by yeah. freezy? Go <laughs> go hosted by Hardy. <laughs> but no, I, I feel like it's it's one of those things where um, sometimes we we enjoy doing something that we're, that, that we're not good at, <laughs> like um. Like the Not, whole, like, but you can always get better, but it's a matter of if we're willing to put in the time and the effort to get better, if yeah. it's, like, worth the the, the effort hassle. and the exchange. Right. Like, I thought about being a therapist, a psychologist, a social worker, things like that, because of, like, how much I I do care about pe- the well-being of others and, like, want to, like, help. But mm. I feel like in any, in any field that you find yourself in, there is going to be opportunities <laughs> to do certain things. It doesn't have to be, like... You don't have to be a doctor to help people. You don't have to be yeah. a psychologist to, like, be there for someone. Yeah, and I feel like a- along with that, like, the- another hump that you got to go through, aside from, like, just, like, trying to overcome, like, those barriers of, like, maybe you're not, like, as initially talented as, like, a lot of other people are. There's also, like, the, I guess, social barrier as well. Um, guys, like, wrapping it, or not wrapping it up, but, like, um, going back to kind of, like, the topic again. I feel like it's it's hard as a creative to kind of, like, break the mold and like break onto any sort of scene right the, the only thing that i feel like a lot of asians really do it, like creatively is photography and i say that as a photographer because every <laughs> tell me i'm wrong like every single no, every, every single person always has like a camera in their hand and they're proud of it but what i realized recently is the like one of the reasons why like asians are like you know okay with being uh, photographers i feel like i feel like it's because they like you don't have to perform as a photographer if that makes sense. You don't have to put your voice out there. You you only right. you can you can be as like I don't want to say introverted, but you can be like as like like you know like by yourself as you can. But you never have to be like on a stage. You never have to put your voice out there. And I feel like that kind of de- it's derived from like how like our upbringing. I feel like because um, like, like the passivity. Yeah, it's like because we're not we're never taught to be well. Obviously, we're not taught to be aggressive, but we're also not to, taught to be outspoken, right? I say that very often on this show. Like, we're, we're never taught to be outspoken. We're never taught to, to like, um, make a scene or, like, cause any trouble. And I feel like... I right, just, like, sit back and, like, observe and peace. Right, exactly. Like, it, it's a lot better to be passive. It's a lot better to, like, just, like, handle things, like, in a peaceful way. We're just totally right. But sometimes right. when... Like, sometimes when you're fucked with, like, you kind of have to, like, stand up for stand yourself. Stand up for yourself. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like, and if, in, in essence, right, if you really get to the, like, the... I was about to say the noodles of it. If, the, <laughs> if you get oh Jesus, if you get down to like the, the meat and potatoes of it, I guess right. Like having to like be outspoken, having to like stand up for yourself is in a way performing. Wait, wait, and, Freezy, uh, is this indirect? Like, is this the direct antithesis to photography as like a passion or a hobby? Like, what yeah, you're talking about? essentially, I want to say it is. Yeah. But could one argue that depending on the type of photography, whether it's kind of like stills or yeah. it's profiles or, you know, it's like 
outdoor action photography that putting is like choosing things that you actively look for and uh, photograph is a is a form of like putting yourself out there and then you know when you edit it in the style that you do uh that is also you know a form of putting yourself out there and yeah. then if anyone ever asked like you know why do you do what you do why do you take these photos why do you edit them in this mm. way uh, and you d- then that's the point where you do have to like argue for your work yeah i, I suppose like there's like a there's like an element of like performance to it it's just not i guess as it's not direct. as explicit as other mediums yeah is what it would that's be fair. It's exactly like, right like i'm literally like using voice and words that like say exactly yeah. what i mean but with photography it may be more um like you can like people aren't looking at you you guess yeah or you interpret like it's it's open for interpretation certain things right right but you never have to like really like you could define your work you could like describe it but you really never have to like be on stage with it kind of thing which is like asked to by the way don't fucking cancel me if you're a photographer i'm a photographer too i'm not shitting on you guys (laughs) just in case like just i mean clear (laughs) i think it's also just a part of photography uh in terms of like pointing clicking and taking a photo of something uh-huh. and not just like the editing part of photography but it's very accessible right mm, because right. all smartphones basically have really good cameras and That's then true. even like an slr is not gonna set you far too like too far back you mm, know that's true and i think that it's something that if you kind of have an eye for it the camera can do a lot of heavy lifting for you as well. Right. That you just have to like point and click as mm-hmm. opposed to something where you have to create something from scratch, like a poem or uh, prose or even a song. A song. Specifically <laughs> from like experience or emotion. Mm. Like that's super personal. Like the, like when I write, it has directly the yeah. co- connection to what is going on. We got another question in the chat. Henry Lin asks, oh, real quick, real quick, I guess before we ask the question, Fernando says, if it's got a cat, it's a bodega. <laughs> I know, bodega cats are worth adding. If you have not experienced a bodega cat, I highly recommend when things are okay to travel, you visit your local, like, Bronx bodega yeah. and find your cat. <laughs> uh, Andre, what's up, man? Mantap. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and may- thank you, mom, for the 500 stars. I appreciate it. She's on three-week streak now. And Henry Lin, finally, the question is, do you think that the pressure to not be perceived as, fu- wait, do you think that the pressure to not be perceived as fulfilling the stereotype drives many agents to be creative for the sake of being creative? Like, it's done because others do it and not out of genuine love. Wait, do you think, hold on. Wait, what was the question? Do you think that the pressure to not be perceived as fulfilling the stereotype, it drives many agents to be creative for the sake of being creative? I, okay, I, I could be misinterpreting this, but I'm what I'm thinking he's asking is, do you think the pressure of hold on, hold on, wait. I, I no uh, here's here's what he's asking. here's what he's asking. So okay, basically, ahead. if there's a stereotype that most Asians pursue STEM fields mm. uh, and careers like that, mm. do they then want to, you know, consciously go against that stereotype mm. just for the for sake the of going against uh-huh. that stereotype? And because of that the passion or drive is not necessarily there when they do their creative craft. Uh, That's an interesting perspective on that, for sure. I personally... Um, or do you have an answer? You can go first. No. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, for me... <laughs> for, so so I, uh, I studied creative writing in college, and mm. I think I knew I, was, I wanted to be a writer when I was like a freshman in high school because we had to... Um, yeah, uh, there was like an assignment in class in my freshman English class, and we had to do profiles of like a partner, 
And I found that being able to creatively talk about someone or, you know, be playful with my words was something that I wanted to do, make a career out of it. And it wasn't like, oh, well, I don't want to be an Asian stereotype and just study science or uh, anything like that because I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. It was because I actually had a genuine passion for writing. Right. Um, I can't speak for other people, but I, for, I know from my friends who are also Asian, who have also gone down creative paths, they have been doing it for since they were a like, little kid and they, uh, it's been a passion for them. So yeah. I actually think that for the people you really do see out there and like where their work is like mind blowing and it's astounding, that's passion. That That is effort. That is 100% grit, blood, sweat and tears. Yeah, personally, I haven't and I, I also can't speak like, you know, on behalf of other people, but I personally haven't met anyone who's passionate in or who's like, uh, what's it called? Striving to be in a creative field just for the sake of being creative because to like break molds. Right. Obviously, I feel like that's what all three of us are doing. We are trying to break molds. But me personally, um, I'm not trying to break the mold just for the sake of breaking the mold. It's because I truly love filmmaking. I truly love photography and I truly love this bullshit <laughs> having a talk show and being you know building a platform and whatnot um i yeah i personally haven't met anyone who's like that but yeah i i don't think anyone would well okay i can't i can't say it's that, possible the, it's, the, possible. it's definitely a possibility it yeah. probably like the work would probably you would classify that as not coming from the right place yeah like the right place would be like because you're passionate about it or whatever but it's all story yeah. that could drive that could like that drive itself alone could probably get someone pretty far if like if it's channeled in the right way like the same way like if people strive for success to like flex on the haters or like whatever whatever (laughs) the drive may be yeah if it drives it drives if it it drives it drives it's a car yeah yeah gas is gas yeah like the vehicle of your body to the place that you want to be yeah wow that was oh you wrapped it up really well actually (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I, i don't know i don't i don't well it, it kind of hurts guess, me to think it, it kind of hurts me to think of anyone who would well i guess i can't say that either hmm. trying to be really cautious with my words here i guess personally <laughs> we, we don't personally yeah we, do that, we definitely don't there we may be don't. there's like could mm-hmm. be that possibility somewhere yeah but we but you do need i feel like there needs to be more people to do this sort of stuff though i used to say in high school all the time like the world needs more crazy ideas that's why I look up to people like Steve Jobs, but also Kanye West, because <laughs> like we we need because like that's what the world like what makes the world go round, right? We we need people to come up with these like crazy sort of like ideas that kind of like push the world forward. Like and I innovators, feel like, innovators, right? But and I feel like very often they're not Asian, like in, in like at least like in a lot of creative spaces, right? Because in because I feel like a lot of people think creativity only lies in art, but it doesn't. Creativity also like lies painting. in painting. For some reason, when like the word artist comes up, like the first thing is like the paint. painting emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like drawing like art. Yeah, exactly. But there's so much more than that. And I feel like and I I want I don't know how like if anyone out here is like still struggling to find what they want out of life and whatnot, but I hope that you're that there's someone out there that doesn't like not disqualified that doesn't invalidate themselves as a creative just because you don't do photography or just because you don't do music or anything that's like main mainstream quote unquote cre- uh, creative. There's a lot of the art of like the art yeah. of cooking yeah exactly and and i think one thing that i discovered literally only a year and a half ago is creative ideas are also in business as well especially entrepreneurship especially here in the bay area in san francisco because like what do you think like uber was airbnb google all those things were actually creative business ideas but those weren't just like 
like when people come up with an idea for an app, it wasn't like, well, I guess I can't really say it's it wasn't a software engineer, but very often it's not a software engineer. It could just be like a regular ass person that was like, yo, you know, it would be really cool if we derailed the entire like taxi industry by having regular people drive other regular people in their own cars. You know what happens out of that? You can use it through your phone and you don't have to you don't have to um, pay for like a fleet of taxis. You don't have to like pay drivers. They get paid automatically depending on how many rides they get. Like someone came up with that idea. Right. And I, I'm, I'm not sure if they were a software engineer or not, but you don't have to be a software engineer or a musician or a you know traditional creative to come up with those ideas. So I hope that like, you know, for those of you who are kind of like just thinking about like oh fuck what the fuck am i gonna do with my life am i creative am i not maybe you are you know just like kind of put your mind out there because creativity doesn't only lie in this shit that creativity is like literally just the act of creating whether it be a business a song a painting like whatever like it's just the, the simple act of like making something out of nothing yeah exactly and I don't know. And I guess the good thing about like if you do come up with like a new startup idea is maybe it won't be as socially what's it called um, taboo <laughs> as an Asian creative, right? To come up with those kinds of things, especially around here. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, Inda says yes in the chat. I think the great thing is we're living in a time where many like there are a lot of tools and resources to make it. I wouldn't say easy to create, but it's mm. very accessible, yeah. right? Yes. Because I think that you know, growing up, uh, if I wanted to be a video editor, I think I had to learn like you know Sony Vegas, or I had to hey. uh, learn something extremely difficult. And there weren't too many <laughs> tutorials out there. But now there's tools where it's literally created for like technologically inept people. Yeah. They're so accessible that anyone can do it as long as you have that uh, creative vision. And yeah. I think on the one hand, that's really good. Right? That's very good because everyone right. can get a shot. But at the same time, it makes it difficult to really stand out, to really rise above the rest because a lot more people are doing it. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I feel like this is like the best time to be a creator or a creative or whatever you want to call ourselves. Because like, right. there's so there's so many tools out there. There's so many resources. There's so many things. Now there's no excuse, really. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, like you know, don't pressure like yourself into things, it. Things, but yeah, like, it's totally possible. Speaking of that, actually, um, in case there's any like aspiring, oh fuck, I dropped my bottle. In case there's any aspiring musicians or aspiring creatives out there that are seeking guidance, what is uh like I guess like your number one or like a few of the things that you would say to someone who wants advice about being an Asian creative? So, it's like I can speak on behalf of like music and film, but yeah. just do it. Literally, before anything, like, for <laughs> anything, anything that you want to do, literally just do it. Just start, find the first point, and then go there. And then from there, when you accomplish that, then you look at the next step or what that could potentially be. Just like baby step, but like don't look from like making music in your bedroom to like oh fuck, and then like being on stage in front of like thousands of people. Like just start like where you are, and mm. then you'll just get to where you need to be. As long as you keep moving, literally just keep moving. And then things will happen. Things will happen as long as you, like, keep moving. Sounds like a very New York thing to say. Keep it moving. <laughs> Literally, I, le I learned how New York, how fucking New York I was traveling. 
Can we talk about crosswalks? Yeah, I was, yo, I was just <laughs> thinking about that. Yo, this bitch did not know what a crosswalk was, bro. She did literally. She did not know what a crosswalk was. She was like, "What? Like, why is it that every stoplight they have like these lines?" I'm like, "It's a fucking crosswalk." <laughs> hold up, hold up, babe. I'm sure they have crosswalks in Yonkers, we don't they? Crosswalks. So like he's dragging and he's playing dumb hard, but in New York, okay. So I learned that you can get ticketed for jaywalking and not using crosswalks and stuff like that. But here we don't do that. No we time for that. Who the fuck there. waits for no, red lights? No, there's no time. Man. There's no time to like look for the nearest crosswalk. Wait for the light to turn red. There's no. Like, we just gotta go. And one time I was in LA. And we do this thing where, like, we cross, even though there's a car coming, but we know how fast the car is coming, so we measure how, how like, slow we should be walking so that the car can pass us, even while we're walking. So, like, the motion is like this. So we're still moving, but we miss the car, and we continue to walk. So, like, that's just something that we do. And I did that in L.A. And then two cars were coming, right? But I know what I'm doing. <laughs> two cars are coming. But I was gauging it. So like, I would, like the speed that I'm going, like, and if they maintain their speed, if they don't like change anything about what they're doing at that moment, we all would be fine. But they both stopped. So now in the middle of the street, there's two cars and I'm like, fuck. And then like, so I just continue, I run. There's just like, no trust. I can't do that. There's no <laughs> trust. Like, no trust. Yeah, exactly. But here in New York, we, can't, we trust the streets, but we don't trust the streets. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yo, those, those taxi drivers can weave their cars within yeah. a millimeter of touching shit. 100%. It's crazy. It is it's, crazy. Yeah, we have the, we definitely have the craziest drivers too. That's like one of the things that I also learned. But yeah. I always yeah I always crosswalks, say, man. I always say like New York has the best, but also wor- like worst, but best drivers. Because like on one hand, it's like, bro, I am so uncomfortable in this fucking taxi, fucking back and forth. But on the other hand, like sometimes I'm just like. How the fuck did you know that you were gonna be like one centimeter away from that? It's controlled car? recklessness, <laughs> controlled chaos. Controlled yeah. chaos. It's all an say. act. It is all a performance. <laughs> yeah, it's one hell of a performance. <laughs> Shit. No, yeah, we weird. have the we definitely have the most aggressive drivers. Yeah, that's facts. Sure. And I've I've driven in like San Francisco, L.A., uh, Miami, and where else have I? like a lot of other cities, but definitely New York City is like the worst. Holy shit! As an outsider. It's yeah. the worst. If I ever as soon as York. as soon as I got back, like I'm I'm doing we're all doing the the mile per hour that we should be going, and then someone just like Zhoom! and we're like, oh, we're back in New York now. Like that's how we knew. <laughs> yeah, was it was it like don't a lot see that anywhere to, else? Like, drive everywhere else. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Sorry. <laughs> what? Why would you say yeah? <laughs> because I thought I if thought I thought I did right, but then you look confused. You look confused after <sighs> I said yeah. So I was like, did I not answer right? <laughs> I I hate talking to you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's facts. He's, he's not he's not joking. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not joking. Fernando says you're too loud, breezy. <laughs> yeah, you were the one who didn't know what a crosswalk was either. <laughs> um, Indug says, in terms of giving Asian creatives advice, what is yours on how to deal with parents and family members that are reprimanding and unsupportive of your career choice? I'm su- I'm super fortunate that ha- I'm I'm super fortunate that hasn't been my personal experience at home with with my parents or with my parent, but I know that this is a common struggle. So essentially, like, um, for anyone else who's creative who wants to chase that dream, but then, like, their parents aren't always super supportive, like, what's kind of, like, your advice on how to kind of reprimand that sort of thing? Um, be firm in who you are and what you believe and what you want to do, mm. because then everything else on the outside, like, as long as you can 
keep your center and like nothing can shake you that goes with anything really too like just as long as you know who you are and what you do and like that's what you want you don't necessarily have to cut people off but like maybe because that'll take a toll on you after a while like the consistent like it'll get into your head and then you'll start telling yourself that and then that that'll translate into your subconscious and then you won't start you won't keep doing the hundred percent like there'll always be that doubt that um that underlying hesitation with that in your head so like keeping a distance but like still trying to maintain that relationship if that's yeah that's, what no, you that's want. good that's good i feel like it, it it's, it's, it's difficult to do obviously like it's a lot easier said than done like it, it's hard to like stand firm against your parents on what you want to do with your life but right. ultimately it's your life right but yeah mm-hmm. I, I agree though i would or is it if you're asian is it really your life if you're asian <laughs> I mean, he's asking the real questions. Yeah. He's asking at, the real questions. At the very end of the day, I always tell this to all my friends. Actually, at the very end of the day, like the only person that really, like, truly has your back is yourself. Not to say that you shouldn't trust others around you, but like you really got to go with your gut feeling at the end of the day. Like, like the the only person that's going to be with you, like ultimately, is just you. So if you can't be happy with where your life's going, then are you ever going to be happy? You know what I'm saying? Like. Yes. but I, i'm very against the what's it called like the and i feel like some, some people like just oh if you're not with me then you're against me ho you know what i mean like, I, i'm not really like that i don't i don't like cutting people off i don't like burning bridges like even if we disagree it's okay it's it's okay whether it's even if it's like family but i don't like like just burning that bridge so i wouldn't obviously neither with lola but hey your life you do what you want to do <laughs> but no, last thing no. before we wrap up real quick um let's talk about your upcoming releases and talk about your new heat coming up so um homegirl got a new single dropping tonight you want to give us a little uh description of like not description but like you want to like describe like what it's about yeah for sure so um i decided that i'm gonna drop a new single every week so i'm dropping a new song every single week so today tonight oh, actually Kanye. if it's midnight whatever time it is right now midnight it drops everywhere so if it's that okay. time, it's out. It's called Sad Girl, Bad Girl. Um, okay. It's, we're riding on the the emo, definitely more emo vibe. It's definitely a slower one. Okay. For sure. So true, you can definitely true. check that out. Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you like to listen to music on. We're riding title, honestly. Like, we're, we're pushing Ooh, title. Yeah, yeah, title seems to be the most uh, fair to artists. So if you're into uh, that political stance, title. <laughs> I didn't know that. Do you get yep. more of a cut, I'm assuming? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Suddenly. Wow. I did not know that. Title. Title. Like, I I had, like, the free trial for title, like, a long time ago when it launched because it has, like, a higher quality whatever. But I didn't know that it, like, benefited artists more to be on title. Huh. Yeah. And I loved Spotify for the longest. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. That's cool. That's that's cool that you're, like, do, doing it um a weekly thing. That's, like, a very Kanye thing to do. I don't know if you've... If you're familiar like back in like 20 like 10 he had these things called good fridays and he would like release a new single every day every day and then it would lead up to the album but the album would have none of those songs it was lit so mm. just an idea you know tossing it out like there. that no, okay. <laughs> my, my mom's in the <laughs> chat and she says good luck lola with two clapping emojis so obviously you, you got the support of my mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
But um, real quick, so before we wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to promote? Real quick, you know, any your Instagram? Well, actually, your Instagram is on the overlay, but you know, kind of hair dye you use, anything okay. like that. <laughs> oh, Honestly, you. I wish hey. I could tell you. I wish. Olaplex, like what's up? Yeah, what's your skincare routine? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Catch me on my YouTube channel and let me know if you want to see a video like that. You know? Okay. Is she? Yeah, <laughs> no wait. Just YouTube elemental on. YouTube, you'll find She'll be in that bitch like, yo, <laughs> hi, is a little, little menthol, and this is going to be, like, the dye that I'm using. <laughs> this, 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 this is me, and then we're just going to, like. <laughs> we fooling, we fooling. But anyway, that's going to do it for tonight's show. So thank you guys so much for coming out to another episode of Fresh at the Bay. We're still trying to be consistent as we can every Friday about, we're trying to switch over to 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time to see if, like, people, are, people enjoy this time kind of zone. Because now that we have, you know, international viewers and whatnot from Australia, Indonesia, and the Philippines. And I think there was one in like Brazil or something. I was looking at my analytics the other day and I was like, why the fuck is Brazil in here? But that's cool. Um, we're trying to make it more accessible to a lot of other people. But I know for the Eastern folks, it's like, ah, shit, it's 11 p.m. But hey, we go in late night, baby. So fuck it. Hope you're enjoying the show. Leave a comment down below if you learned something from this podcast. And if you want to listen to it again, it's going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anchor and literally everything else so be sure to check it out and like this video if you haven't already um i know i didn't get to stream blair witch last week but i promise there's gonna be another horror stream coming eventually and yeah thank you guys again for all the support and as always wear your mask practice social distancing and take care of each other stop being racist stop being mean you feel me anyway (laughs) that's gonna do it for tonight and peace peace out peace out